Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Josh Hallerman. You are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think are underrated, underseen, or sometimes we just want to talk about them. I'm joined as ever by the fantastic Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you getting fantastic. on? Fantastic. Oh, these adjectives are just getting better. I'm running out. Every I, I'm time, running out, Josh. actually. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> I never say nice things about you. This is a no, you're not a very nice person, are you? So I mean, that's accurate, yeah. to be fair. If and you were to say be, a nice thing about me. I wouldn't me. want to be lying. I wouldn't yeah, want to be lying. Yeah, that's true. There isn't much so, nice stuff to nice say. Nice thing about, about me. Josh. You know what? He turns up, guys, every yeah, week. Consistent. There's that, yeah. there's that. I'm very well, thank you, Josh. How are you on <laughs> yeah. this fine day? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I do still have <clears throat> a little bit of a cold, so do excuse my voice, but, you know, the less heard of my voice, then the better for some people. So, you never know. Well, that's we're the, in That's luck, what the reviews say. For that's this what the episode, yeah. because... Because why, Alice? Because it's not just the two of us. It's not. We're joined by another fantastic guest. Uh, he is a podcaster, amongst many other things. We're joined by Stu. Stu Whiffen, how are you? I'm good. It's absolutely lovely to to be asked on another podcast. It's going to be quite weird to to be on a podcast, and I'm already doing it now, just sort of taking over and starting hosting yeah. it. Like it's uh, you go yeah, ahead. I'm, uh... Give us a break. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm good. Thank you. Weather's weather's nice, and uh, and yeah, like I say, it's lovely to be asked on another podcast. Thank oh, it's, well, it's good to have you on. Good to have you on. So um, we always start with a completely random question, and it is a random one this week. Uh, We put it out to Twitter for questions for Stu. Um, Now, normally we get more generic ones like, I don't know, favorite color or whatever, but this one's quite specific. So I'm going to go to you first, Alice. Alice, (laughs) this is from Rob Turner on Twitter. Would you rather go on a boat trip with Meryl Streep or be given a subscription box of pies for a month? Ooh. (laughs) I guess I'd rather go on the boat trip with Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, that would be like a once in a lifetime sort of thing. And that might be that might be something money couldn't buy. Whereas you could probably buy a pie every day for a month. So yeah, I reckon I reckon the boat trip. And I don't mind a boat trip, no. even though I'm terrified of deep water. Oh but yeah, you are, aren't you? Don't Forget mind being that. on a boat away from the water. It's just the um, water bit that's the issue. But yeah, I have a little chat with Meza on the boat, I reckon. Plus, if you get on a good book, she'd probably buy you a box of subscription pies. I bet if I asked, if I asked, yeah. I'd be like, do you know what I gave up to come on this boat but, trip with you? That's how sort of sort you get pies. She's got that <laughs> Mamma Mia money. Sitting around, she get you, she get you your pies. Uh, what, what about you, Stu? What would you do? Meryl Street boat trip or a box of pies for a month? 
Oh, see, it ain't that straightforward. Alice, you just <laughs> went straight in there. I don't think you gave that enough thought, honestly. Oh, am I going to regret like, this for later? I'm going to start well, thinking about all the tasty pies. Like, it's not just that. Like, Meryl Streep, is she meant to be all right? I, I think she's probably all right, isn't she? I don't no, know. She's, she's, I don't know. You never know, do you? Because sometimes it's surprise that you hear people, you think they're <laughs> lovely, and then it's like, mm. no, they're a prick. Or you think they're a prick and they're lovely. Right, so that, that that's cleared something up. I can swear on you, that's great. Um, so <laughs> my instant worry is that she'd be a shit. Yeah. And, like, and then I just think, oh, I'm stuck on this boat with her now. And are other people would... on the boat, or is it just you two? Is it like, like it's yeah, not cleared up by Rob? <laughs> Possibly. The other thing about the boat is, is it all inclusive? Because I've been on a cruise, um, and generally they're all inclusive, booze and everything. So mm. if it's free food and free booze, then I, maybe, maybe. Tip the scales a bit for you there, yeah. yeah. There's that. Mer Meryl Streep was in Deer Hunter, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm, that is my favourite film of all time. Oh, wow. You could ask her a lot of questions about it as yeah. well. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, it just popped into my head that she's in Deer Hunter. Um, yeah, no. Do you know what? As much as I love a pie, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get on a boat with Meryl Streep and... Yeah. Uh, and there yeah, we are. Two of us on the boat so far, <laughs> yeah. Josh. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hat trick for Meryl, I think. I <laughs> yeah. uh, I like a pie. The original question was meat pies, right? Obviously, I know, Alice, oh. you're, you're a vegetarian. I don't I know about yourself, Stu, so pie. I just changed it to pies. Oh, good. And I like Thanks a pie. Thanks for being so inclusive. <laughs> short crust or puff, though? Because when you get the short That's crust, true, actually, too yeah. much for me. Puff Is pastry, it? I'm all right. And where are the pies from? Because if it's like, if it's Holland's, man, I like a Holland's pie. And then can you expand that out? Because I like a steak pudding, if you can have a pudding in there. Oh, we're getting it, into dodgy and territory And then you've got there. dessert pies as well. So you've got like apple, cherry, rhubarb. Key lime. Key lime. <laughs> the, the number pie, like, never says, does it? No. <laughs> to be fair, the, the original question was meat pie, so it would have just been meat, there you wouldn't go. it? We'll go with savory. Um, yeah. I would say Meryl Street because, like you say, I can get a meat pie wherever I want. I can't get Meryl Street, well, in person, wherever I want. So mm. let's say it's a hat trick for Meryl. Okay, then. So let's move on to talking about this week's film, which Stu has picked, which is The Wanderers from 1979, I think. So spoiler warning if you've not seen a, um, an almost 40-year-old uh, film. No, over 40-year-old film even. Uh, Stu, you picked this one. So The Wanderers, what's it about and why did you pick it? So I chose it because... Um... When people look back at that kind of, and, and I think it was a sort of golden era of sort of gang films uh, mm. around then in the early 80s, there was lots of hype around the Bronx. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 49, so as, as a sort of, you know, 13, 14 year old, you know, we'd go to the video shops and there'd be all these films based around the Bronx. Mm. Uh, and it, and it, it, it felt dangerous and exciting. And the film that everybody talks about is The Warriors. Mm. And The Warriors is a fantastic film. But, I don't think he's anywhere near as good as The Wanderers. And The Warriors still gets discussed constantly. There's, there's all, there was a reunion of The Warriors cast on the, on a, on the, um, uh, on the underground, uh, sorry, on the subway in, in America a few years back. And, and it just gets held in such high esteem. And I don't understand why The Wanderers doesn't. And so I'll be curious as this unfolds to get your opinions on it as mm. to whether you think it stands up. But the, the, the story is um, of, of two friends, Joey and Turkey, uh, and 
and basically Turkey gets picked up by another gang. They're all in the Wanderers, mm. uh, which is a, an Italian-American uh, sort of, I guess you could call it like a sort of greaser gang. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they all look super cool with quiffs and they've all got their Wanderers jackets on. And uh, uh, and, and then basically um, Turkey gets kind of pulled into another gang called the Baldies, um, which kind of does what it says on the tin. They're all <laughs> they're all bald, uh, and uh, and then basically it, it's all about gang culture. Um, and then basically that the, they get uh, the, the Wanderers get into this classroom beef with a, 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 another gang called the Dell Bombers. And uh, which is an African American gang, mm. uh, and then they decide to settle this um, this this conflict um, with a game of American football. Uh, but then, in the lead up to that, there's all sorts of kind of interaction um, with this really odd gang called the Ducky Boys. Mm. Uh, but in between all of this, there's a love story um, featuring the incredible Karen Allen, which mm. uh, we can, we can talk about. Leo plays Nina. Uh, and then it basically, as per, you know, lots of love stories in film, the woman comes between friends uh, and then it all goes belly up uh, with the friendship. But, spoiler alert, it all comes together at the end. And, uh, and the American, the game of American football spirals into a, a huge finale of a, of a big gang brawl. Um, but the thing that is so good about this film is the music. Mm. The music is incredible. The opening scene... I mean, am I, am I going on too much? No, no, not at all. Like, it's, it's, you go it's, ahead. It's you my, go ahead. It's so one the, of my top notes. My first notes was this is probably the best soundtrack of any film we've done. It's the best soundtrack ever. 100%. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, 100%. I, I love this sort of music as well. It's pure doo-wop. It's Frankie Valli. Uh, and the opening scene is, um, is Walk Like a Man. And you just mm. hear them thunderous... And then you just see Turkey walking down the street in his Wanderers jacket. Uh, and then oh, you've got Big Girls Don't Cry. Mm. Uh, and then you've got like Be My Baby. You've got Run Around Sue. Uh, oh God, stand, stand by me is in there as well. Stand isn't it? by me. Uh, the, the, that's, they use that in a really, really sort of somber scene, really, where uh, Kennedy's assassinated, mm. um, where they sort of touch on that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, so, I mean, there's, there's the, the Shangri-Las are in there. The Angels, my boyfriend's back, which is a beautiful record. That's <laughs> in there. Shantae's and Pipeline. I'm, I'm a big music nerd, so yeah. Um, do excuse me if I just tail off on this one, but um. I just got to see this as a kid. Um, my mate had it on on, on VHS, and uh, it's the only VHS video that I still own. Uh, wow! When really? I when I ditched all my VHSs, uh, I bought mine from ASDA uh, for four ninety nine in uh, in the late eighties, and I've, uh, <laughs> and I just can't bring myself to get rid of it. It's uh, it's the only. Like it, I just had a big old clear out where obviously VHS videos took up a lot of space and gotcha. uh, <laughs> got rid of them all. But the Wanderers, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I'll, sh I'll show you something. Let's have a look. Oh, go on. I'm recording here in like, which is like my little kind of, it's actually a little bar, like kind of oh, studio thing at the end nice. of the garden. But my favourite thing, which is just there, is my Wanderers poster. Oh, oh wow, that's awesome. Uh, on the that's so cool. On the side there. So when you asked me to pick a, a film, it was always going to be between that or Police Academy. And I know the Police Academy has been done. We, we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've already done it. Interesting. Yeah. So for you then, do you feel do you feel like this is that this is underrated and underseen? 
both completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can I, you can tell that I like, just like the passion you've just been talking about. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like you said, the, the music is brilliant. One of the first things I did was um, obviously one of the things a lot of people do on Spotify is they'll collate like film soundtracks that don't already exist, and and this was one where they've obviously put all the songs together on a playlist, yeah. and I put it straight on my uh, on my library because it's just it's, it's the sort of like we've talked about the sort of me and I have got very different tastes in music, and um, this is very much the sort of music that I I love. And Alice, I don't think you dislike this sort of music. It's just it's what I really like. Whereas you're you're more sort of bit indie, aren't you? You're a bit bit cooler than me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so i'll you know i i hadn't seen this one before i think i'd heard of it because i think i've heard it referenced with karen allen's career i think when i've heard about maybe i've seen an interview with her because obviously most people know karen allen from indiana jones she plays marion ravenwood but then she's in this it must have been one of the first things she's done because she's she's very young in it um is it she's beautiful as well she is yes yeah she, she is she is um so, Alice, had you seen this one before? Had you heard of it? No, hadn't seen it, hadn't heard of it. Was going in with with no knowledge whatsoever, which is always exciting and I always like to do. Yeah, yeah. So, let's get stuck into it then. What what did we like about it? What what did we think, Alice? What did you like about it? What do you think? Um, so, in, in general, so I didn't really quite know how to feel about it and how to absorb it. So, mm. I was really interested to come on here and see what you guys had to say and to see maybe if I was just missing something or if maybe mm. I wasn't putting the pieces in my mind together. So, you've touched on the soundtrack already. It was brilliant. I do love all those. Ca- I love my dad's music, basically. Mm. And that is what that was a lot of the time. And I think, Stu, you did touch on there, like the opening scene. It really does open with a wallop. Uh, you've got this brilliant chase scene between um, the between the lads, between the Wanderers and the Baldies that then climaxes with this great big guy who's like, who's this mysterious guy with the slick back hair and a match in his mouth and all this? And he he pounds about like 13 guys on his own and stuff. But it's that and line. It's that line. That's the line that you will still hear quoted. People will give it the leave the kid Alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was brilliant. And he was such a great presence and he was just great to see on screen. So I thought that that really, it was such a strong opening to the film. And then the combination of the kind of the turmoil, I think, between the different characters and the different gangs and then within their own gangs as well. And then that coupled with the music meant that the whole thing just had a great pace all the way through. Like there was never a lull. I never felt bored at any point. And I thought that was a really interesting way to go about it. And the music, it just complemented everything that was happening on screen really, really well. And it was such a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Josh? Well, so, we well, that we should, what we should pick up there is it's set, it's set in the 60s, right? It's set in 1963. So it's, it's, a, it's a period piece. And the music... Not to harp on about it, but it immediately puts you back there. Like the costumes as well and all that sort of stuff and the slick back hair and you know it's in the 60s, but the music just, you're just there. You're there with the characters, I think, in the early 60s. Overall, I, I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant. I thought the whole idea was really interesting. I thought it was a really enjoyable watch. It's cast, from what I can tell at the time, with mainly unknowns and new actors. Tony Gannius, who plays Perry, the mm. leave the kid alone. Yeah. Uh, as as somebody of forty nine, there was an uh, as, as much as there was lots of gang films at that time. There was also lots of fraternity films yes. at that yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, and he was very famous for being in a film called Porky's. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. I saw he, that. He, when I he played about a character it. called Meat in Porky's. But apart from that, I didn't. And and I guess the other character was 
that, that did have a little bit of profile would have been um, the guy that plays Terror, the leader yeah. uh, of the Bordies. Because he's in Running Man, yeah. is he in Running Man? <laughs> and, and Stir Crazy. Yes, uh... yeah, yeah. So so overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought it was really well cast. Like, everyone fit their part really well. I thought that the characters were all really likeable and roguish. You know, they do things in it that are, you know, deplorable, but you never dislike the characters. But then at the same time, it never aligns you with the characters and goes, what they're doing is right. It's just, it presents you with them and allows you to make up your own mind. I thought it was a really interesting exploration of gang culture, particularly around racial divides. Something like this could be could be really heavy, and it's actually not. It's sort of peppered with jokes and that there's lots of things about particularly Joey like making a fool out of himself and he becomes really likable even though he's re really is the lead character um along with the other chap is it, is it uh, Richie Richie's the other Richie, chap isn't yeah. it as well um so no I, I really enjoyed it it doesn't explore I think I think if you're going to explore particularly historical or social issues like this does I think this film is is one of the better ways to do it you know I think it doesn't batter you over the head with social issues, but it still presents you with them at the time. There's a really interesting scene, um, actually, I want to speak to you both about in the classroom. So first of all, as I said, it's set in the 60s, so the classroom is segregated, and you've got all the African-American characters on one side and all the, well, the, the white characters, the Jewish, Italian-Americans on the other side. And the teacher, he like he's dropping a bomb. He's like, just do... Or, all the racist words you know, go. Like, yeah. basically. Yeah. And part of me was like, this scene is genius. And the more I watched it, the more I thought, that teacher's an idiot. Like, he must have known <laughs> that it it's was going to kick off. It's an insane scene, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, like, you do think, like, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of all sorts of wrong. And and I guess that's the kind of catalyst for the, the whole issue. Yeah, that, that's that, what that, kicks that, it off. That's what causes it, doesn't it? Yeah, so, so that's a really interesting scene where essentially you have... The, the, the African-American gangs saying all the, well, it's, it's sort of anti-Italian mm. sentiments. And then they, you know, the reverse uh, towards African-American people as well. And it just escalates. It starts off and it's almost like they're having a laugh. And then before you know it, as these things do, it just escalates. And, and it eventually it becomes a full-blown fight. And I mean, I heard, I had things in that scene I'd never even heard before. Uh, and, and I thought that scene was really quite an interesting plot device. Because it really made you think about the, the pressures of the time. Um, you don't become overwhelmed as well with the amount of gang, because there is a lot of gangs in it. There's there's a couple of ones that are used throughout the film over and over again. So like you say, you got the Ducky Boys, the Wanderers, and is it the, the Duffers? Or what's the other one called? You've got the Wongs. The Wongs, yes. And then yeah. the, the what's the gang that the Wanderers are fighting? The Dell Bombers. That's it, the Dell Bombers. Not Duffers, where I've got that from. Um, but so... so those are the main ones. But then there's bits where they're all meeting up and there's loads and loads of different ones. And I think in a less skilled writer's hands or a less skilled director's hands, this would be a bit overwhelming. Whereas in it, you just go, oh, no, there's loads of gangs and they're primarily based on the race of the characters. And, and that's that's what it is. That's the world we're in. And let's get on with it. And I really loved it. I loved the fact that they use real events as well to sort of punctuate the story so you knew where you were. So you've got, uh, you know, the death of JFK plays a big part in it. You've got Bob Dylan's in it as a character as mm. well. Um, really, really enjoy that. Really um, quite visually interesting as well. So I think you've got, um, it's quite raw, isn't it? Like the camera never stops moving and it's got that seven, that obviously it's made in the 70s. It's got, it's got that feel a little bit like, I suppose, yeah, inevitably, yeah, the Warriors, but even something like the French Connection or um, something like that where it feels really raw. Like you don't get the impression the characters are all 
made up and they're all like they, it's almost like they don't seem to have like makeup on they seem to look a bit rough and ready um and i love that as well the camera's always moving it's got quite a handheld feel to it as well um costumes as well like the costumes let you know who the gangs are and the costumes in this it struck me as i was watching it you know the way that they dress it's not too dissimilar to something like west side story or greece except it's it reminded me of greece a yeah. heck of a lot yeah yeah but it's not at no point does it look daft or stupid or anything like that i love the way that they treat the ducky boys as well as like an almost ethereal presence like none of them really speak they yeah. feel like fairy tale villains or something it's crazy like I, so yeah, lots to like. Really enjoyed it overall. Yeah, very, very much, very much enjoyed it. So, what about you, Stu? Obviously, we've covered a lot there in a short amount of time. What do you like about it? Because it's clear you've got a real passion for this film. So, other than the music, what what else do you like? Um, I just think I got pulled into the the the, the whole gang thing. I just thought uh, again, growing up watching Greece and 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 just <laughs> I'd watched the Warriors and and I was just fascinated. It caught me at the right time. It, it, it really did. And it was one of them films that I was probably too young to be watching, but it was one of them films that people were talking about in the playground. And uh, and so you managed to sort of get hold of a rogue copy. And mm. and I think I was so excited to watch it for the first time. And it, it just blew me away because I was a big fan of Frankie Valley anyway. Like for the, I don't want to bang on about the music for too long, but um, <laughs> like it just got me right from the beginning. And, and, and yeah, and I think as a... As a young lad, you know, I'm like probably 12, 13, watching big gangs of lads all trying to, you know, get girls and scrap and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, you know, it was it was far different from from the, you know, from growing up in Essex, you know, uh, the, you know, but it it just felt quite exciting and 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 it felt a bit dangerous that film. It was probably the one of the first sort of, I guess, adult films that I'd I'd ever seen mm. and. And I just can't. Like, I was so pleased because they um, they they stopped pressing the the the, the you can't get it on DVD. But, oh um, really? Yeah, and and they wow. um, what do they call it? Not deleted it. They um, oh, I can't think what it is. What they, what the word is? They used to do to records. That, um, like discontinued it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah like discontinued like, yeah. The, the, the the VHS. So it was like going for fortunes, like secondhand mm. and things like that. Um, but then like a little while ago, I just see it was on. I think it's on Prime. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And and it, and it's just one of them films that I constantly tell people to to, to go and watch. And it was I went on another a, a podcast, well, maybe before lockdown, um, and a, a films podcast um, hosted by a fellow called Brett Goldstein. Yeah, yeah. And I went on there, yeah. and I said to um, Brett, like on one of the questions that he said about um, one of the sort of first films that really sort of made an impact. And I said this, and he'd based one of his um, studies on this film because um, he'd read the book. Oh, yes, like, of course. need yeah. to read the book by Richard Price. So I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I, I left there feeling uh, very stupid. And I was like, <laughs> okay, right, I need to go up my game and read the book. Uh, and so I went and read the book. And the book's amazing as well. Um, and yeah, and I think, they just the, the 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 I love that sort of um sort of late fifties early sixties fashion anyway. Mm. I lo I love that whole kind of you know the, the the gang jackets. I think look amazing. You can buy Wanderers jackets on eBay yeah, yeah. and like they look so cool. I love the gang whistle. I love they've got a whistle. Mm. I love that when they're running they whistle 
and like and literally in that opening scene, Richie's having sex with his with his girlfriend, mm. and he's like. I gotta go. And she's like, you've gotta go. And he's like, I wonder is in trouble. And like, because he's heard the whistle. And it was like, oh man, I need friends like that. None of my friends are ever gonna go, no, sorry, I gotta go. You need me. So uh, is it much different from the book when you've read the book? Is it is the change? No, not much... really. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the adaptation's done really, really mm. well. And uh, I don't know loads about Kaufman uh, and, and, and what he's done and, and what he's done since. I should, I should know a little bit more about that. Mm. Um, um, but what I did spot that when I was sort of um, brushing up on a, a, a few facts about this was, did you know that Karen Allen was in the running to play Princess Leia? No, um, I didn't know that. So this would have yeah. been only just after Star Wars, wouldn't it, this? Yeah. So, mm. no, I didn't know that. Wow. Wow. There you go. But yeah, apart from that, um, I think that's kind of all I can think of, really. I just... I, I love the party scene. I absolutely love the synchronized dancing when they're dancing to my boyfriend's back. Yeah. And and they're all there and they've all just kind of got their suits on. Uh and they're just doing that sort of synchronized dancing. And it's like I think it'd appeal to I say I think it'd appeal to people that, you know, like the kind of dirty dancing and them kind of sort of feel. I can that see that. I can absolutely I can time. absolutely see that. Um, but 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 maybe not. But uh yeah, I don't. I'm just always stunned as to whenever I mention that people go, "I go, yes, yeah, set in the Bronx." I mean, what are the Warriors? And I'm like, no, <laughs> different. W. It's called the Wanderers. <laughs> it's like it's really good. And yeah, and then, I, but then that said, I've 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 recommended it to loads of people that have watched it and gone, "No, nah, for shit." So, well, I, I, no, I, 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 yeah, I mean, everyone's different, aren't they? But I, mean, I, they're wrong. I, yeah, exactly, they're wrong. <laughs> and like, like you said, it is on Prime, and it was only—I think it was a quid. I think I bought it for a quid. So, yeah. so get on it if you fancy this sort of thing. Do, do, uh, do check it out. What else, Alice? Is there anything else from you on the on the likes? I think, like you touched on already, like uh, some of the social issues and the themes that they're explored that are explored. It did remind me a little bit of Saturday Night Fever at times. Yes, like, yes. These young lads, you know, they've they've got like these troubles going on at home and stuff. So is it um, uh, the the young little one? Is it Joey? Yeah. So yeah. he like he his dad is just like a bit horrible. His and, big like, buff he's dad. Horrible to his mum and stuff, and you have to sort of see him dealing with that because unlike. You, Josh, like I personally, I didn't really find any of the characters very likable. Oh, um, right. But then you sort of see what is going on at home and it's like, oh, okay, that's why, you know, that's yeah, why they're so yeah. angry. That's why they're sort of so violent and why there's all this tension going on and stuff. Um, so that's interesting. And then like having their release is, you know, American football and then like a bit of bowling, I think there is at one time, like whereas obviously in Saturday Night Fever, it's all about the dance. So mm. I guess it's just sort of showing you this kind of version of masculinity and how these young lads deal with it. Because obviously, like you said so much, Stuart, at the beginning, like there's this gang and this gang and this gang, but they are mostly just children. Like they're yeah. still in school. Like it's crazy. You see it start and then suddenly they're in school and it's like, what? And obviously the actors are all like 30 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you know when you you mentioned that Bob Dylan scene that like that oh, was yeah. that was so good yeah like, and 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 I often sort of just sort of glaze over that and I just think man, I shouldn't because that's such a the, the the real poignant scenes in that like so much of it he's done a almost sort of comic book really mm. um, but there there are these moments and they're the moments like it is that point when they're all gathering in that 
outside that shop to try and look at the TVs that are for sale because they're showing footage of, of about Kennedy's yeah. assassination. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just gets really real then. And you just see that moment where the emotion becomes quite overpowering and it just kind of pulls Richie and Despy back together. Um, and then to, just to find that, that last scene where, you know, Richie's a dog, make no mistake. And yeah. then he goes chasing after Karen Allen again. Uh, and then he basically, she, she obviously then just goes into... Uh, into this folk club, and and there's Dylan playing um, the Times Hour Change. Was it Times Hour Change? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and it's oh, it's it's just beautiful. And yeah, I, I could honestly, I could talk about this film forever. And <laughs> there's just something really, I can't put it down. And it's mm. like, and there's so many films that. I love and that that are probably seen as greats and stuff like that. And there's a, a million and one films I could have chosen for this, but I just chose this one because of the amount of times I mentioned it. The fact that you two hadn't seen it, mm. uh, yeah. Had, had either of you heard of it? So, so I, I think I'd heard, I, yeah, I think I'd heard yeah. of it in in the context of talking about Karen Allen's career. Yeah, but I'm not course, sure because yeah, I sorry. also, yeah. like you say, it's so must be so often confused with the with the Warriors. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I feel like I'd heard of it in that sense. Yeah. I think I've heard it referenced in something, but I, I couldn't say for sure. I certainly haven't seen any like footage of it or or yeah. bits of it, like you say, and, and it's not referenced a lot in in, in other yeah. stuff as well. But no, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm I, I'm glad you picked it. I did I enjoyed it. Yeah. And there's some insane scenes in it as well. This you know so so much of it is very inappropriate that classroom scene is is inappropriate on all sorts of levels um the the fact that um that you know that you meet um Karen Allen's character Nina for the first time whilst the, the lads are playing a game called elbow tit yes. uh which you know it, it pretty much does what he says on the tin you walk up to a stranger elbow them on the breast and then grab it as you're apologizing uh I think that game didn't catch on. Uh, no, I definitely think it's probably frowned upon in 2022. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. Um, and then the scene when the the the, the baldies um, get uh, capture. Uh, is it Joey and? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Richie and they take them them to the the bridge. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and they basically make them stand on the edge of a bridge and they they tie rocks to a piece of twine (laughs) and then wrap the twine around their penises and then throw the rocks off and then there's this horrible scene yeah. where you're just seeing this sort of close-up of them screaming and then obviously the the, the, the payoff is the fact that the, the twine's too long so uh, <laughs> it's fine they're just left there then just standing there with their, with their dinkles hanging out uh, some string <laughs> at the end just left there on the, on the edge of a bridge um, uh, which, which I remember seeing that scene and all of these things kind of started to paint a picture in my head that because around the corner to where I lived was um, this house and it was owned by Hell's Angels and right. it was like their their meeting point. And so it was this huge house and it was like where they all, like no one lived there, but they'd all like go there regular. And I remember just thinking, I don't want to upset them. I reckon they'd tie a bit of string mm. to my dingo and throw it <laughs> off of the bridge. And, like, and, and it just, all of these kind of, because I think the Hell's Angels was the only gang that I'd heard of in the UK. Yeah. And I remember just sort of having this horrific picture of like, oh, that must be what they do. If you want to be in a gang, you have to do all of this. Mm. And you have to like rumble with other gangs. And yeah, I was terrified of it, but obviously fascinated as a, as a young lad. And yeah, it offered enough kind of, I, I, I guess, because it's not, Really strong violence. It's no, you know, there's a lot more films. There's not like a lot of blood period. in it or anything like that, is no, there? No, and not it's at not. All. So it doesn't feel, but like they do, like this. I sort of touched on it before. They do things which you feel like they're quite deplorable and they're not nice things, but it never feels too heavy. I don't think. Yeah. Even at the end, there there are bits that are heavier than the others, but like you say, even there are bits where it's just it. Yes, what they're doing is not great, like you say, the elbow tit and all that. But I suppose in the context of when it's set and the fact that they are, you know, of course, young and sort of a bit stupid and a bit desperate and all that, it, that helps you like them more. But it never goes. Oh, look, they're just a bunch of lovable guys. Like it is yeah. like it's sort of very much an explanation of this is how it is or was. But as as Ali said, you do get that kind of backstory where you realise that you know. Uh, Joey's dad is, you know, is a, is a vile human being, yeah. and then you find out that Perry's dad and and Perry's mom, sorry, Perry's dad's gone. Perry's mum's an alcoholic, and mm. Joey's, uh, you know, Joey's dad's having an affair with Richie's mum, mm. and like it's, it's all, you know, you, you start to realise that these are all very dysfunctional characters, and obviously Richie's, um, and as as it is so weird, you know, to, and it was good that you sort of pointed that out, Alice, that they are at school. Uh, yes. But you're so used to just because they all look like grown men, you know the the fact that Richie's got Despy pregnant, mm. you know, and and they're at school and it's such a big thing, and you know, and you start to realise that these are just, you know, wayward kids uh, from sort of broken homes, and you and, and I think that kind of sort of starts to sort of 
give their behaviour a little bit more sort of, I don't know, doesn't make it okay, but gives you a bit of a clearer insight as to yeah, why a bit that of context, a bit of a, exactly. a rationale That's sort of thing. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one thing I did know. It's always nice to see a big Woolworths. At one point, <laughs> yes. at one point they walked past the big Woolworths, at and I was beginning. like, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> How much pick and mix? I bet, I bet they've had some pick and mix out of there. Right, let me tell you something about pick and mix. Right? <laughs> I've got a great story. Go for on, you, go right? on. So uh I used to um I used to uh, look after uh, Jay from the Inbetweeners. Oh, right. Uh, so I, I, I used to sort of drive him around. I used to look after a lot of his bookings and we used to go and DJ and stuff. And uh, and he got offered this job uh, to do a voiceover for Woolworths. When Woolworths shut and it all went online, mm. he got offered like this job to say, look, you know, they're promoting Woolworths.com or whatever it was going to be. Uh, do you want, you know, we're going to pay you X a man? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And they went... And lifetime free pick and mix delivered to your door. What? And I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I was like, mate, like that. Sign on the uh, dotted line. Oh my <laughs> God. The Woolworths pick and mix island, and it was like an island. I reckon you could see that from Google Earth. You'd literally yeah. walk into Woolworths, and, and obviously you all stole something from that, right? Yeah, well, I couldn't possibly say, but there's a reason why it went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. It was so big. It was, oh, yeah. Amazing. Shout out, Wolf. That, there you go. Chuck Merrill Streep off the boat. Oh, yeah. a lifetime supply. That's of the answer. Mix, the answer is I'll a lifetime supply of Woolworths Pick and Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so then we'll move on to things that we perhaps didn't like about the film, or that we we wouldn't that we would change about the film. Uh, Stu, I don't get the impression there's going to be loads from you. Is there, is there anything you would change or that you don't like? Um, More Woolworths in there? Oh, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> the, the, the scene that always doesn't sit right with me is the scene at the end of the the film. At uh, the end of the the the, the, the rot, you know, the brawl riot, whatever you want to call it, um, where they've beaten the ducky boys, mm. and the ducky boys are all running away, and then basically you just get that moment where Joey's running towards his dad because his dad's obviously been waiting for this moment to just unleash his muscles yeah, on, yeah. on children, um, and. And he just sort of goes running over to him, trying to kind of engage with him, saying, Dad, we we, we did it. We did it. We beat him. And then his, his dad just punches him. Yeah. And, and puts him on the ground. And and obviously Perry sees this. And there's a moment where Perry sees this. And 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 that scene, I, I still just think, why did he do that? Like, what? what? Uh, but then I guess you get the payoff towards the end when, you know, Joey's puts the bottle over his dad's head and, and Perry's going, you shouldn't have done that. You mm. shouldn't have done that. He's your father. You should respect him. And he's like, yeah. And I, and I, I, I quite like that about Perry's character that he's he's like, you know, he, he's your father and he, he's trying to So principled, he didn't isn't have he? A dad. He's like, and yeah. he's the principles, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one scene, I mean, the first time I heard that, I was like, I oh, did not see that coming. Mm. That that really kind of surprised it's, me. It's probably, probably the heaviest part, of, apart from, well, spoilers, Turkey's death. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. heavier part of the film, isn't it? Where you, yeah. you realize that it's almost like it's there's no love loss for his dad towards Joey. Really, yeah. it's just like no, I'm the boss, I'm the man. And yeah. I, I got the impression it was sort of meant to be. He's really like in a almost like a 
in a, he's in the zone. In the zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Well, yeah. you know, you still know not to punch your kid, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That scene didn't sit right with me. No, mm. no. But I, I had to really struggle to find something I didn't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went through it with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> what about you, Alice? Is there anything in particular? So I, I don't know if there was really anything in particular, but I think more of a, a kind of general point and my wider, I suppose, issue with the film was that I didn't personally feel connected to any of the characters. Mm. And I thought I didn't really find them likeable. Um, so when they were doing awful things, I was just kind of a bit like, oh. Um, and it was I found it quite chaotic as well. Like with, there were so many different gangs and kind of every few moments there was like, oh, now we're against this gang, we're against this gang. And then, oh, now we're at a bowling alley. Oh, but now we're doing American football. Oh, now JFK's dead. And I was just a bit like, I couldn't really, I for me, I just couldn't feel what it was all supposed to mean. Right. And I the bottom line, I think, really is that I just don't think this film was for me, for a 32-year-old woman living in 2022. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not the audience. I wonder yeah. if I'd seen it as a child, like you, Stu, that it would be a different story. And it would be like, oh my God, these guys are so cool. And if I'd grown up with that sort of thing. But I didn't. So I feel like I just I I was missing out, I think, on the magic that you felt for I th it. I think that the fact that Stu watched it when like from what you've said, Stu, the, the time you watched it in your, in your life was very important. Like, it was obviously very formative for you, this, yeah, this film. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, you all get them films, don't you, in, in your sort of formative years, whether, you know, you be sort of 13, 14, and you're trying to sort of find out who you are, and, and, and you, yeah, and, and, and that was just one of them films that felt like it, I could be part of that gang in the playground. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't tying strings to people's dinkles in the playground. When I said gang, I just meant like, you know, a few of the lads. But uh, I just felt like, uh, I, I, you know, it, it was one of them films that, of all the films, because this was of the time of that, you know, it was the prime moment for the the, the the video nasty. So there was all of these lads saying, you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've seen Spit on Your Grave, you've seen Driller Killer. And I was like, no. And and I, I didn't see any of them until a lot a lot later in life and I still regret seeing some of them. Um, <laughs> but The Wanderers felt really naughty but there was enough kind of comedy and music and content in there that satisfied a, a 13 year old lad and I think that nostalgia hit for me. As I mentioned mm. Police Academy as well. Mm. I'm fully aware Police Academy is not a great but it it takes me back and it takes me back to a time you know, that was a very carefree time and, and, and an important time uh, and, a, you know, a, a life-forming time. Mm. And, yeah, so that's why I think I have that kind of, you know, adoration for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, like, there's so many films that I know are terrible but that I love and have a similar relationship like what, with. Alice, so have we ever totally covered? Have we ever covered any of them? Like Grease 2, maybe. <laughs> what you know, is it with that film? Masterpiece. She, she loves it? it. She loves it. Brilliant. Brilliant. You, you know, right? I mean, I mentioned Brett. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I listen to Brett's podcast. Or... He's obsessed yeah, with yeah. Grease too. Oh, yeah. send him my way. Send him <laughs> my way. My gang, my gang is getting bigger. The Grease 2 appreciation gang. We're getting bigger. I, We're going to get I jackets. I know so many people that love that film. Okay, good. 
Yeah, no, like you're hear. not the first one to have on. We've had multiple people come on. In fact, Mark, who picked Police, picked Academy, Police Academy, also yeah. wanted to pick Grease too, and I had to say no. We've already done it. Although what a brilliant chain that is. I know. Yeah. So he wanted to pick Grease too. You wanted to pick Police Academy. Oh, I can't wait till the next. Someone else wants to pick the Wanderers. Wanderers. <laughs> oh, I'll go for the Warriors then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Josh? Was there anything for you that you uh, didn't like about the film or that you would change? I think there could have been more music. No. Um, no, sure. <laughs> I think no there was, there was There was two <laughs> things, and I, 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 was, I'm, I am probably trying to look for stuff here. There's two things. First of all, so the big guy who is the head of the Baldies, right, called Terror, yeah? Terror. Is it just me, or is he in a, in a, in a relationship with a kid? Uh, or is it she just looks really young because she sort of looks like a kid and I was like is this like mm. a weird thing or does she look really young and it's or just do they just she's look called... or is Tara also really yeah, young that's and the just things, looks like he's, a beast? she's called Pee Wee right so that would yeah. in, in, you know you probably think extrapolate that out she's little and looks young but she does look like she's about 11 or something <laughs> the scene where they're having a snog is quite old yes pretty old yeah. so, pretty so, old yeah. snogging and I assume if she was a kid, it would have been reference, right? So it must just be that she looks young, and like, yes. and he does look like, like you say, he looks about thirty-five, yeah. um, even though he is he is young at the time. And, and the other thing is, it's I enjoy, I did enjoy Karen Allen's Nina as a character. I would have liked a little bit more for Despy as a character because yeah, she sort of she's there, she's, she she gets sort of treated like shit. She's a mob boss's daughter. And then she gets pregnant, and that's sort of her lot. And I think it's a very, very male-heavy film. And Nina's mm. good in it, but she is sort of very yeah. much there as a love interest. I would have liked. I think there was a potential there with Despy's character for just something a little bit more. And I think that was a bit of a missed opportunity. She's she's made out a little bit to be kind of like crazy ex-girlfriend style yeah. thing. Like it's because when she obviously gets jealous when he, um when Richie is is, you know, really fancying uh, Nina, she's like like there's these, you know, moments of her like wide-eyed and sort of just looking quite manic and stuff. And it's like they were literally fucking at the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this this isn't she isn't just some stalker like who's like yeah. followed him home from school or whatever. They're together. They're a couple. They're yeah. in a sexual yeah. relationship. And he's playing elbow tit with other girls on the street. It's like, she has a right to be angry. And I feel like she was just, she was done dirty a little bit, Josh. I think I'd agree um, with you on that. And that scene where she's kind of portrayed to be a bit of a mentalist, like... Karen Allen's in her bra while they're playing strip poker. Yeah. Like, it's not, she's not, uh, she's not and, unreasonable, and is she? Like, yeah. not. And they're playing, they are playing for Nina. The reason they're playing that game is to get Nina with her kit off because we know what, uh, is it De Depsy or Debsy? Despy, I Depsy. think it is. Despy, yeah. excuse me. We know what she looks like without a kit on because he's already had sex with her at the beginning yeah. of the film. Do you know what I mean? So it's all about Nina and it's the spectacle of Nina. So I, I can understand why a 16, 17-year-old girl would feel incredibly self-conscious and incredibly upset with the situation that's unfolding in front of her. But it's not about her and it isn't about the girls at all, is it? It's about the lads yes. completely. So perhaps a little bit more of a female presence, which I understand if it's based on a book. Like we had this conversation before, well, well if, if it's based do, on a book, yeah. you can't just make stuff up, can you? No, um, exactly. You want to but, stay true to the text. You know, there is definitely a male, it's so, so male heavy. Okay, so we will move on then to talking about the critical reception. Then we'll try and conclude what we think, whether it is or, or isn't underseen, underrated. So 
Alice, what, what do you reckon? How do you reckon it did critically? Hmm. Well, I wonder, I'm, you know, trying to think logically if Stu thinks it's underrated and if it's underseen. It's a tricky one with underseen ones because, yeah, not many people have seen it to put a vote or to, or to rate it. But then also that usually means that the people who have seen it fucking love it. Um, so... Like, like Stu. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to guess, I'm going to say that it got 6.3 or 63, 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Stu, do you know? Do you want to have a guess? I know. Oh, you know. Right, okay. Ah. Yeah. So... At the time of recording on IMDb, <clears throat> it gets 7.3 out of 10, so 73%. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 87%. And on Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it 89%. Wow! Which is pretty high and averages out about 83%. So... <laughs> I was way off. That might be the worst guess I've ever made. 20% off. <laughs> wow. So what do you so reckon, So then, Stu? Stu, do you think it's underrated because you think it's 100? <laughs> We've had that before. It's just We've had just like, nothing wrong with it. Perfect. There's, there's Time Out uh, quoted it, uh, and it, 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 I think it sums it up, right? It says, this film delivers some great, gross comic book capers and rock history gets its most intelligent illustration since Mean Streets. Ooh. Interesting. I'm liking that. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. That's a um, very eloquent review. What do, you, what do we think then? 83% then, Stu. Is that underrated? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here with two people that had never seen it and, <laughs> you, and you just said you might have heard of it in the context of it being discussed alongside a film that everyone else thinks that this film is. Yep. So uh, it is, uh, it's definitely underseen and I'm going to say it's underrated. So I I, wow. I, would, I would completely agree that it's underseen. Um, you know, wasn't too sure on how it did at the box office, but the fact is, is, you know, if both of us haven't seen it or heard of it, you can pretty much probably say that is, that is, that is underseen. In terms of the rating... I'd probably say it's about right for me. Like 83% is, is about right. What about you, Alice? Underseen, underrated? Definitely underseen. Probably, a, a, I won't say overrated for me. <laughs> I'll say appropriately rated. Right. Appropriately rated. But definitely, definitely underseen. And it just felt, like it felt niche when I was watching it. So there we go. Another one in the uh, underseen. Let's say it's underseen and underrated because Stu's come on. So wh why not? Why not? It made a very compelling It's definitely case underseen. It. It's definitely yeah. underseen. Um, Stu, thank you, very, thank you very much for coming on and talking about The Wanderers. Oh, lovely. I will uh, go on any podcast that wants to talk about The Wanderers. By <laughs> if the it's way. about films uh, or not, Five Live Daily, yeah, anything. Doesn't yeah. matter. I'm there. <laughs> Waving the Wanderers flag. Off menu, not, like nothing. Like, just, 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 not talking about food, the Wanderers. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what what can everyone look out for? Where, where can everyone check out your stuff? I know you've got a couple of podcasts as well as a few other bits. Let us know where, where, where can we find your stuff, Stu? Okay, so um, on the podcast thing, I'm going to rattle a couple off if that's Absolutely. all right. Absolutely. Um, so I put out two episodes a week of uh, my, pod my music podcast called Off The Beat and Track. Yeah. Uh, and that's a kind of Desert Island Discs kind of... Um, I, I speak to musicians, actors, DJs and such, and you can hear me sort of talking about their careers and, and the records that have been really kind of sort of pivotal in their creative journey. You can hear me talking to 
guests such as Tommy Lee and Motley Crue, Foo Fighters, The Killers, um, through to uh, actors such as uh, Maxine Peake, Joe Hartley, uh, Michael Smiley, Thomas Turgoose. Uh, and so there's loads to be got there. You can find us on all the socials. It's not off the beaten track. It's off the beat and track. Uh, I do a um, weekly uh, podcast called Hardcore Listing where we get different guests on. Um, and then they pick a topic and they count down a top five within that. So we've had actors such as Ed Scrine come on and do mm. his top five um, sad hip-hop songs. <laughs> uh, and we've also had people that have won uh, MasterChef come on and, and, and talk about their top five bags of crisps. So there's all sorts of uh, fun and games to be had on Hardcore Listing. That's out each week. I have a mixed martial arts podcast. That's my other little love. I, I, I love a bit of mixed martial arts. And uh, and if you're up in Liverpool, then you've got two very, very super famous martial artists that are going to be mega stars. And, and I've been blessed to sit down with uh, Meatball Molly McCann twice and Paddy the Baddy Pimlet twice <laughs> as well uh, on that podcast. That podcast is hosted by me and Blake Harrison. Blake Harrison played Neil uh, in The Inbetweeners mm. and, and, and other such stuff. Scored a penalty uh, at Soccer Aid. Oh, don't mention that. He'll thumb that in any episode he can. I had to get it in there. I had to get it in there. And I've got, uh, it sounds like I've got a lot of podcasts, but then I've got one that I do once a month and there's been, uh, and it's with my best friend and it's, the sort of thing he's my other friend that adores the Wanderers um, because we've we've known each other um, for forty six years uh, and this podcast is called Acceptably in the Eighties. His name is Cunt with a K uh, from a band called Cunt and the Gang, yeah. uh, and he's recently had some some chart success. In the last two Christmases, he's hit the top five of a song called Boris Johnson is an FNC, <laughs> and he's just uh, hit the top ten. Uh, Jubilee Week with a song called Prince Andrew's a Sweaty Nonce. Oh, that was um, him. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so that's my best bud. And uh, and we we go back uh, once a month, we go back to that month 40 years ago and we discuss what was on telly, what was in the charts, what films were at and, uh, and what was going on in the news and what we were doing. And so wow. that's out once a month. And if you've not got enough to be getting on with uh, with uh, with that, then I have a publication um, mm. which will give you a heads up on to other podcasts you might like. The, the magazine's called Pop Bible. It's signed by myself, Adam Richardson, Scroobius Pip. And, um, and what we do is we just talk about some of your big faves like Off Menu and, and, and Wolf and Owl and all the, all the big hitters like Buxton, but we champion lots of breaking and, and new and exciting podcasts. We're like an enemy for podcasts, I guess. And you can get that magazine for free. It comes out once a month, 65,000 copies inside the Sunday Times. Or just drop us a message on the, uh, the website, popbiblemag.com, and we'll post you one. I think that's there it. There you go. Well so that's that, that four You're podcasts. Busy you, weren't you? Flipping Didn't out. take a breath then. Is that Ooh. four podcasts? I mean, I think I've got a lot with, with one. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll make sure we put links to all those pod Bible podcasts uh, in the episode notes and we'll post some links on the social medias as well. Where can people find you on social media, Stu? Uh, at Stu with him. Fantastic. And that's W-H-I-F-F for Freddie, E-N. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, make sure to check out Stu's stuff. I've listened to a couple, I've listened to Hardcore Listening and I've listened to Off The Beat and Track as well. Great stuff. I haven't listened to the others, but do well, make sure to check them out and you should check them out too. Stu Whiffin, thank you very much for coming on and talking about The Wanderers. Wanderers forever, brother. <laughs> so there we go. Another guest episode in the bag, another underseen and underrated film. I would say definitely check The Wanderers out. As I say, I got it for a quid on, on Amazon. I'm sure you can get it in other places. Definitely can't get it on video and DVD, though, because Stu just told, just told us that. So that probably should have told us all we needed to know about whether it was underseen. If you literally 
can't get hold of it uh, anymore. As I said, thank you very much to Stu for coming on. Do make sure you check out all his podcasts, all his stuff, the Pod Bible as well. They do great work over there. Uh, we'll make sure we'll put some links out there uh, for that when this episode comes out. We should be back next week with another episode with another underrated, underseen film. What's it going to be? Well, you know, you'll find out next week, won't we, Alice? No, we'll find out. <laughs> We've got to keep some mystery, guys. We do. Keep you coming back for more. Is it because we haven't decided yet? Yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all the social medias. If you search for just films and that, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're even on TikTok. We're also on the television, aren't we, Alice? Give them the details. We are indeed. So every Friday evening from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool, or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. You can also find us on channel 195 on sky all over the country that's every friday evening from 6 p.m you lucky lucky dogs yes lots of ways to listen and watch and get in touch please do get in touch we love to hear from you thanks again to Stu for coming on what a brilliant guest brilliant film really enjoyed chatting uh, and all that remains to be said from me is a goodbye i'll see you next week cheerio bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.